Hey, what it do with the business is? It's another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, how does your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on Twitter, Instagram, and sometimes Snap. I don't believe that. I am Spike Lou on those same social sites. Holla at your boy. If you're looking Who the Snap? No. I, I am Spike Lou on Snap right know. now and TikTok. No way. I need that TikTok account. Though. I see they running the TikTok for business. I was talking to a guy today. said he advertises his business on TikTok. Oh, that's horrible. It seemed like it'd be pretty dope, like quick little 15 seconds of what you do. I can respect that, though. How's it looking out there on your side? Looks great, man. Went to the mall over the weekend. Mm, um, hope you had a mask on. It's mandatory. I don't ah, understand. Where I'm going to go without a mask? Well, actually, mm. I, I don't know. It may not have been because I'd say it's like 80-20 mask to no mask. 80-20. Who are 20% of people with no mask? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, just, you know, it, it, it was about, that was about right. I ain't going to lie. It was dunk, though. It was more It was more people than I expected, though. I was, just, I was in and out. Nah, I was in and out on some on some grown man washed up shit. Oh, but that was, okay. it was way a vacuum cleaner or something. Right, new bed and some <laughs> shit, new bed spread and shit like nah, that. That's funny. Uh, how you living over there, sir? Can't complain, man. Another day, another week in the books. Uh, mm-hmm. glad to have everybody here. Just beasting it out. It's September already. Yes, Holy sir. moly, that's crazy. We nine months into this year. That ain't crazy to you? It's felt like Absolutely nine years. Insane. Really, I think it's going by fast. Man, I find myself waking serious? up. Yeah, this shit is this year is flying by. A lot Absolutely. has happened, but this shit is flying by. No, you don't agree? Well, maybe because March just took so long. Maybe that's it. March did take a long time, but we are back in the books to give you guys the hip hop of the week. These are the quick hits, man. Megan the Stallion, Uzi, and Rolling Loud are holding virtual concerts. We're gonna talk about if you're here for that or not, and expectations for the long-awaited. Big Sean album is produced by Hitboy and Kanye. We're going to dive into that. And rap critic Fantano, he got backlash for going in on 16-year-old rapper Red Veil's music. We're going to talk about if that was fair or foul. But first, the headline of the week, Lil Dirt claims that Takashi69's camp reached out to him and offered him $3 million, Animal Brown, to continue the trolling campaign that these two have been going back and forth for. Mm. Let me ask you a question, man. Would you take them up on that offer if you were in Little Dirk's camp for that $3 million? First of all, kudos to us. We haven't mentioned Takashi's name in a very long time. I didn't we even been, want to do this topic. I ain't going to lie I, to you. We have been purposefully looking the other way whenever he's been doing the goofy shit that he's been doing for the last eight weeks. However, this was interesting because Dirk is Dirk and he's been on two big projects in the last two weeks. He's got a new project coming out this week. And considering Dirk was trolling 6ix9ine previously for free, I find it interesting that he wouldn't do it for a bag. However, I do respect the hell out of it. He actually went on an uh, uh, Instagram rant and said that he would never mention his name or interact with 6ix9ine again. I give him props for that. Uh, he said he wouldn't, he wouldn't take the bag. He was too tied to the streets. So let's presume that the bag claims are legit. Um, then I can respect it. I do wonder if he wasn't on the number two song in the country right now, would he have turned that $3 billion down? <laughs> that is questions that I would need answered. But kudos to Dirk. I can respect it. All money ain't good money. Hmm. When you say Dirk was trolling him previously, what are you talking about? I ain't see that. Well, yeah, because because Takashi had went to Chicago. He, he made his little trip to Chicago with the old block. Went to right. the, went to um. I don't know if it was the grave site or if it was the the place where he got killed. But it was Dirk's cousin, and he was mm-hmm. he was trying to act like he was paying homage to his cousin, oh, trolling him. And so Dirk was going back and forth. Dirk trolled him in the Drake song. He said, "Don't don't play that yeah, little boy. We don't listen to rats." Here. Uh, yeah, so they've been going back and forth. Man, come on with them three million, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ain't, I ain't even here to play with you. This is the music business. You was doing it for free, as you just said. Anyway, come on with them three. And the, the reason that I say that, like, Dirk, he young. Get this money. Like, if, if, these, if them rat suckers on the other side, they want to do whatever they want to do, that's fine. But if you offer me $3 million and continue telling people that you a bitch-ass nigga, come on with it. <laughs> 
<laughs> come on with it. Like I don't like. I, I, I don't know if he need not, that right now, man. I don't know if he need. Well, Dirk, he doing it anyway, though. That's what I'm saying. Like if he had just ignored this and not even came out and been like, they offered me three million, then. I get it. Like we we bigger than this. We over this. But if you telling people that they came to you and offered this, obviously, like you probably considered it. I'm, I, I think probably I'm here to say that for sure. But like, come on with it, man. Like all, he, all if all he got to do is double down. I ain't got to talk to this nigga. And ain't no behind the scenes. Always oh, still cool shit. Like I'm calling you a bitch ass nigga because I think you a bitch ass nigga and you giving me three million dollars. Come on <laughs> with it. I, I guarantee with you, it. there's some type of call off the dogs or make sure I'm straight when I go nope. to Chicago. I guarantee you that was in there somewhere. That's what I'm I saying. It wouldn't be nothing for me. If I'm Dirk, I'm, I'm negotiating from a position of power. Yeah, we're going to give you the three, but nope. All right, but you just, <laughs> nope. Just, just, nah. Just give me my three million and let me keep going in on you and I hope you sell 25,000 records this week. That's it. Uh, listen, um, somebody else, LaTJ came out and said he was offered the same thing. But you see the update that Takashi flipped this? Oh, talk to me. The update when I was just doing some research before the show, he's flipped it and said that it was Lil Durk's team that's offering him $5 million to troll. That sounds like a troll. That's what and I'm I saying. That's why it. you don't even get in the mud with this nigga. I don't even put the shit out there that y'all offer me $3 because now you got this jerk off doing this shit. That's why I'm like, if you're not going to take the $3 million, then don't take the $3 million. Don't mention it. Don't talk about it. But if you consider it and tell you, yeah, you know, niggas trying to offer me three million, like that means you was like, nah, fuck that. I ain't got nothing to talk to this nigga about other than him transferring me these three millions and me continuing to go hard on you. Other but than you, that, my nigga, nah. You know, in the beginning, people thought he was a legitimate. People didn't, well, people kind of were skeptical of his status for real, for real. But for the most part, he was getting a lot of people. No, I'm talking about Takashi. They thought the trolls were actually like real threats and X, Y, Z. And he was really about their life and all. So that's why they were entertaining him to begin with. Mm -hmm. No, they've been entertaining him now, though, like you said. This recently just happened when the nigga was right there in front of his cousin Grave doing this shit. Yeah. Like this was recent. Like I... That was very recent. Until I seen... King Vaughn talking about it too, yep. another up and coming rapper from Chicago. These guys are younger than me, so I, I mean, I wouldn't probably approach it the same way. But until, like, even if he did all of that, he could mention whoever name since he's came out before and said he was trolling when he was in court. Until somebody I know did something to him, I ain't, I, I have nothing to say, no response. You, if all, <laughs> as far as everybody on the internet know, you getting away with this shit, nigga. Mm. As far as anybody know, like, I ain't even responded. And when somebody brings it up, oh, I didn't even see it. Damn, mm. I ain't see that he did what? Oh, Takashi six nine comes up dead three weeks later. Jesus Christ! That that, that, but that's who he's playing with, though. Like those are the type of games that he playing when he playing with these Chicago niggas and 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 the people that meant something to them. And like they got it act for the same thing for like yeah. making those videos. Like that he playing with shit that ain't got no need for him to play with. That's he true. was teetering on the line when he went out there to Nipsey shit and did that shit with, as far as pissing yeah, the crypts off. Yeah, a lot of people But like now, that. like, he fucking with niggas that, that, are, that are dead. This ain't no game. So, like, yeah. going back and forth with him and negotiating and taking phone calls about $3 million, like, I ain't even telling nobody that happened. Mm. Something might happen to him, and now y'all gonna try to tie that shit to me. That's a good point. Nah. They both have albums coming out Friday for people keeping score September 4th. Um, I forgot what the name of Dirk album is. My bad, Dirk. Uh, Takashi's is called Tattletales. So obviously, see, he milking this obviously. shit, man. He yeah, you, you have every to every minute of this shit, nigga. Going home sleeping like a baby at night. Yeah, Go shit, crazy, man. Um, moving on. Uh, COVID has thrown a curveball uh, to the music industry, uh, effectively shutting down concerts for who knows how long. But uh, that doesn't mean people can come up with brand new ways of entertaining their fans. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion, recently, Megan Thee Stallion and Lil Uzi both held online virtual concerts, $15 if you wanted tickets. And Rolling Loud just announced uh, their virtual concert to replace their canceled event next year. Um, Question, are you here for the digital shows? 
Absolutely, man. I can go to a concert and I get my sneakers dirty. Just <laughs> run it right here in the living room. You can invite people over. You're like, well, only one person got to pay the 15. You have some refreshments, snacks, all that good stuff. I think this is a great idea for watch people like me, especially if you don't want to go out and be amongst the crowd. Um, I, I think this is great. And I hope more artists get into it, especially maybe older artists. You can put on a good virtual show, get you some good production out there and where you ain't you know necessarily got to have that many people people to have a really big concert uh, similar to some shit like versus do monica and brandy had like a million people on their shit 1.2. so i think yeah i think that once you start uh exploring into this space you got a lot of possibilities of what you'll be able to do i like it what do you when think? you say older give me an example of who could benefit from a virtual concert that you think would make sense for the 15 because the reason um, I say that, because I think Megan and Uzi, they have energy. They're still young. Mm-hmm. They're still True. got people. That, Uzi's still jumping around, running around stage. Megan still got the choreographed dancers. She's doing right. her thing on stage. So when you say older, I don't know if Jay is running around on stage and shit. I don't know if it You're right, but that's part of the experience. That's why I mentioned production, because that's a great question. I don't want to see a nigga standing there rapping when you bring the production into it, you do something similar to what J. Cole was doing with the HBO. You know, you close it out maybe with a concert, you give a good story around the album. Like, I think it could be really big. When I say older, I mean, like, let's say T.I. take the trap music whole campaign and you do you talk about how I open the trap museum and everything that went in the trap music. You got stories Mm -hmm. and then you intertwine that with his performances. You know, like that could be some fire shit. You got a live band back there and you cut back to a story about how we recorded uh, whatever song that came off the album. You know, they had got a good story to it. The production value of this, I think, would be fire. And then, like you're saying, you're right there watching it live. They get a little break in between time. You can bring different people into it. You can really do a lot with this, even older and younger, like you said, with the energy or if we do some production stuff and you tie some old stuff into it. That's true. Uh, I, I'm here for I'm here for the digital shows when it comes to festivals because I'm not going to those anyway. Uh, I'm washed and introverted. I'm not going to a festival with thousands of motherfuckers drunk, lit, stepping on my shoes, bumping into me. I don't have time for any of that. But when it comes to individual shows, though, like I'm, I'm using Maybe. the two as an example since they just had them, Uzi and Megan. I don't, I, that's a crowd I can deal with. I'm okay with going to like a Freddie Gibbs show. I'm okay, you know, going to a, a, a medium-sized show like that. I'd rather see that in person. The experience to me is a little more intimate and is a little better. But it is smart, though, because you got to get paper in this drought right now if you're, <laughs> if you're an artist because them streams can only do so much, dude. You got to come up with innovative ways. That's why I said Dirk should have took him $3 million. You don't talk <laughs> about it. Come on with them three. Nigga, I can't tour right now either. Right yeah. now, you can't you yeah, can't sit yeah. around and complain about how the shit is right now. You got to adapt. You got to flip the script and look, look at the production of um, like look at the the BET the Hip Hop Awards production or look at yeah right um, the VMAs stepped up a level off of that. I ain't seen the VMAs, but that was good. Man, hard like they, they the production the production on those live performances was tough. I was like, damn. So yeah. you you can pull something like that off, man. You can change the game, man. Make some classic shit, dog. They need to yeah. do that. If I was a rapper right there, that would I would have my team on that. Like I would want to be the fact. first rapper to did a big ass show like this, like this That's big virtual concert. Let's market it everywhere. Let's make that shit big and, and um, see what you could do. There's precedence yeah. for this too because Made in America Festival, Coachella, those have been available to watch virtually for years for yeah, people that yeah. don't feel like going to Philadelphia <laughs> or or going to the Cali. You can watch those online, so it's not as if like the technology doesn't exist or how can we know people yeah, have been doing right it. Minds behind it just just come up with a creative set the same shit they they do at the at the award shows and make it happen that, that it's, it's a dope idea so I if ti said i got the 15 dollar trap music right uh, here's my car <laughs> here's my car <laughs> absolutely yeah, i am here up. for it all right the expectations are here it's finally, we, we're on the week. My man, Big Sean, is about to come out and solidify himself as a top three rapper. Mm. Somebody got to move. Um, what are your expectations for this Big Sean, Big Sean album dropping on Friday? Man, Detroit 2, we have been waiting a very long time. This has been teased 
for forever. In my opinion, I think it was supposed to come out earlier this year. Of course, COVID threw a lot of shit off. My expectation levels through the roof. Like we haven't had a true Big Sean solo album since 2017. Uh, I'm not counting the Metro Boomin joint. I wasn't really feeling that. Uh, but the I Decided was the last joint, and I really fucked with that album heavy. Uh, we didn't get a Big Sean seven piece from Good Music when they were doing that, you know, back to back to back when we got Pusha and, and Ye and all the Kissy Ghosts and shit. We didn't get the Big Sean version of that, so we was cheated out of that. So I am looking forward to this. I seen a rumor track list. I don't know if this was legit, but it looked dope. I have been playing the hell out of the song with Nipsey. I've been waiting on that to drop since the damn Hit Boy beat battle. So I'm excited as fuck. I have really big expectations. If this album is some slaw, I would be shocked flat out. Where are you at with it? My expectation level is very high. Um, I, I too expect Big Sean to come out and do big things. I wasn't as big a fan of that last album as you're saying that you were. I love Dark Sky Paradise, though. That's, that's uh, big, big Sean can wrap his ass off, man, and, and it's going to take this Detroit 2, the vibe that I'm getting from him. I think this is the one of those uh, cornerstone projects of his career. This is going to be one of those blueprint type albums, one of those mm. albums where people say classic, like the your good kid Mad City album. I think that he's ready to do that and take a step into the top three uh, doing it. I mean, he's just, he's been away for a while. Like it's all adds up. Now, if it comes in a little less than that, I'd be disappointed. I'm not going to lie. Cause I look at Big Sean as like, a superstar like he's the guy ready to take the next step to ready to be in that constant conversation of best rappers that are out there so i i look i expect a lot from this the the, the nipsey song was enough for me to cop merch so i, I, I um it was I'm excited I took a different approach with that. I wouldn't, I haven't, I listened once just to get mm. my fix from hearing it in that verses, but I want to hear it in the album because that's what I think this album is going to be. I and agree. This song was like getting song cry before Blueprint came out. You just running it back. Like, I, 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 there's a second, he released another song that I, I was like, nah, I, I, okay, I ain't watching nothing. I yeah, had to I get the Nipsey song out. Just though. come on. Yeah. I had to get the, I had to listen to it once. As soon as it that. dropped, I went to go. <laughs> run it but um i, I think this is gonna be a great album man and, and the how it meshes together and the whole flow of it is gonna make be important i, I think big sean gonna take off to the next level i know he's on a high level he's gonna take off to the next level where people ain't gonna be able to question him as an artist after this i don't need it to be blueprint level you don't put the blueprint tag nah, on i'm it. saying That's his rough. blueprint his blueprint though. Uh, I ain't, it ain't going it may not measure up to the original blueprint but i'm just saying this this has to be that type of album for him because like as much good music as jay put out when you say jay-z in the first album banging album you think of blueprint oh I well think, well reasonable doubt that? has something to say sir it's online too come on reasonable doubt is online too blueprint honestly tell I mean, me i what do you personally you personally <laughs> i think that's what i'm saying i think that this is gonna be that for big sean like this is gonna gotta be that type of album for him and this is gonna make his career is gonna be not blueprint quality music not gotcha. necessarily but this type of album that type of pillar in his career i follow him on ig and he he teased a song oh, with wayne that sounds so banging. I'm like, man, this Lil nigga. Wayne? Yes. Really? I didn't hear none of his verse or nothing, but that shit sound crazy. Yeah, I'm excited. Nuts. I, I probably oh, Kanye and, and didn't have too much to do with it. He executive producer, so that's how that's why you're excited. Because no. we know we know in that music shit. Listen, fuck the politics you know and the boy, political the hits, boy. That's what that's we true. know. I'm, I'm excited. Can't wait. <laughs> Review next week. I'm gonna tell y'all that right now. Absolutely. Uh, man, before we get to our main topic today, which is the Hip Hop Hall of Fame Albums Edition, Second Ballot, uh, we've got one more topic, man. Uh, popular YouTube rap critic Anthony Fontano, I hope that's how you say his name, called Backlash um, the other day. He reviewed a 16-year-old rapper named Red Veil's music, and he went on a rant on Twitter, essentially trashing the rapper and his music. Uh, a lot of people jumped in his mentions, wearing him out for going in on a teenager. Was Fantano's critique of the 16-year-old's music fair or foul? I think it's fair, man. 
my guy Red Veil, he went out there, he put his music out there for people to hear. So you have to be open to what people who are, and I ain't saying Fantano's some expert, but he is in the industry, he does this for a living. You got to be open to what people say about it. And this has gotten him a lot more attention than he would usually get. I know a lot more people are talking about him. I've seen his name trending on Twitter. My guy Chris Platt had asked me, had I heard of him? This made me go listen to his music. Once mm. I seen what was going on, and the album was good. I was surprised. And I won't lie, I thought it was going to be some young kid shit. Uh, but he's not necessarily just on there. Like, he, he's spitting. Like, a 16-year-old especially. Like, it's available on... I listen to it on Spotify. It's on all the streaming sites. But type in his name, it'll pop up. It, should, it sounds good. He got Damani on the uh, T.I. son. Mm. That's why I think doing some production and stuff. Did you listen? No, absolutely not. Um, look... Anthony Fontano, I'm, I'm familiar with him. He, he's got the Needle Drop YouTube page. He's got a, a huge following, 2.2 million subscribers. That's nothing to sleep at. Um, if you're not familiar with him, he, he goes pretty in-depth and can be very opinionated uh, with his takes on his reviews and whatnot, but they're very detailed. And if you look and see what he said to the kid, he went on a mean Twitter rant and was snapping. He was cussing at him and everything. And that's, I think that's where people took offense to it because he was talking to a teenager. And, it, and he, being a grown-ass grown ass man, man. Yep. it kind of like you bullying or you're talking down. And it, it looks a little weird. It's, quite frankly, it's weird. Um, now, having an opinion about something, that's one thing. Going over the top and doubling down and calling out of his name and going on a rant is something totally different. That's True. borderline weird. At that yeah, it's point. unprofessional at the very least. That too, though. At the very though. least, you're not doing your job correctly. That, like you, to be you fair. Interact, yeah, you don't interact with the people that you're critiquing that way. Make I'm it look like you're bail. biased. What's that? I'm going to shoot him some bail. The kid had been spamming the hell out of Fontano to review his shit. He had been spamming the shit out of him. That can get annoying after a while if you're getting constant DMs and mentions and ads from some relative nobody. Hey, man, look at my shit. Listen to my song. Review my song. You ask a question, how's everybody doing? Man, listen to my song. Bruh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this shit, it, and I'm going to okay. shit on it. Yeah, now it makes sense because he put the sleeping emojis. Now it's like, you got at me all of this time, and now it ain't even worth me listening to it. It's like, I think he probably went into it with a bias, and then That's it just spiraled into this. Like, I don't know. It seems unprofessional to me. Like, now, it, now it seems weird because he's grown as fuck. That's what. That's why it's weird. If this kid was twenty two, no one would have gave a shit. But they're literally trying to cancel him. And I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. And there's a whole black white dynamic dynamic there too. That, like him talking to him like that as a a white man to a little black kid. I I I, I, I didn't even know the kid was black. So I yes, the, the articles that I read didn't mention it. But, no, I'm saying the reaction, not articles. I'm not talking about the people that wrote articles about it. I'm talking about the reactions, the Twitter reactions and the social media reactions were, um, that was something to it as well. Him talking to a little black boy like that. This is, this is all the more reason to open the country back up, dude. Cause I swear people need something to do. I like, bro, if you're trying to cancel somebody for an opinion on some music, which I can listen to and say it's trash, you can listen to it and say it's straight. The next person can listen to it and say it's okay. The next person can listen to it and say it's classic, bro. Like, People got way too much time on their hands and they really they need for to being unprofessional. Though. He's being canceled or trying to be canceled for being unprofessional. That's what he, it is. He absolutely won't be canceled for this. He didn't say nigga suck my dick. Like he didn't <laughs> like, come on, man. Like get the fuck out of here, yeah, man. man. Hey, he, he chose to react that way. I ain't shooting him no bail. Fuck that. Motherfuckers is crazy. Um, listen, we have a super special topic. We haven't done a Hip Hop Hall of Fame episode since 2018. We are long overdue. All right. That last episode was our album's first ballad inductees. All right. Now, we do this. We've done mixtapes. We've done albums. We've done rappers. I think we might even done second ballad rappers. We haven't touched on second ballad Hip Hop Hall of Fame albums. Just for context. The Hip Hop Hall of Fame doesn't exist yet until we open it. Coming soon, I'm sure. Um, so we decided to make our own Hall of Fame and induct five projects, five people, five producers, five mixtapes, whatever it is that we're talking about at a time. And this time we're going with our albums. So you and I have come up with five that we are inducting. Now let's take them back. We got to let them know what the first ballot was. 
So for people that weren't here in 2018, first of all, shout out for y'all to uh, jumping on. Go back and check out the episode. We may post it up on the feed this week to catch it. But mm-hmm. we'll tell you our five first ballad Hall of Fame albums were All Eyes on Me, Good Kid, Mad City, the aforementioned Blueprint One, Doggy Style, and TM101. And much, now, much too much heat, that TM101. As it should have. Now, for context, for those who don't know, our scale starts from 93 and up. That's when Doggy Style came out. We started a show in 2013. So we said we're going to use the scale from, 20, from 93 and up. So that's why there's no chronic and no KRS-One shit that was way before my time. <laughs> and hip-hop, yeah, hip-hop is consumed in eras, right? So we don't Thanks. want to be... Just like we don't sit on here and we don't review Playboy Cardi or review what's the kid's name, uh, Lil Uzi. We don't review Red those Veil, albums. Red Veil, motherfucker, whoever. Red Veil. Like, we don't review those albums because we know that's outside of the context of hip-hop that we consume, understand. We appreciate it. You know, some of those kids we like, uh, just like some of the older albums, we like those. Like, we listen to The Chronic, of course. Right. Like, uh, and older albums of that nature, but it's just to grasp what we are doing here as far as explaining it and how it impacted our life. Starting in 1993 is a, a nice gauge. And like you said, 10 years, we started that after it was 2013, we started the show. So exactly. uh, that's the, 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 the explanation behind it. Of course, we're not, I'm not a hip hop historian like LeBron James. I am. Neither are you. So <laughs> that's why we don't go back that far. I'm a Southern hip hop historian, though. Like, just not a full hip hop historian. So I don't want to be biased and going that far back on those. Real quick, though, before we get into our second ballot selections, looking back at the first ballot list, does that stick? Is that you're, are you satisfied with that? Especially that Jeezy nah. pick. That was yeah, I ain't so going to lie. Weird. I may switch that Jeezy. That was a little bit of a reach. Shit on it, year, two years later. That's true. He didn't close out his career strong enough to have it still in that first ballot. Sorry, it just is what it is. That's a fact. Um, What would you replace it with? I mean, probably one of these that we're going to talk about. Really? (laughs) Easy. Okay. It's only right. Well, to do a modification and to start on a... uh, a high note. We'll make it a high note. We're going to do six this year and we're going to do a posthumous induction because we both love this album. We lost one of our favorite rappers to once we even we started doing this podcast. I know uh, people have told me that they started listening to Nipsey Hussle because they heard us talk about him on here. Mm. So we did want to extend this year and add an extra one on, which is Victory Lap. Adding yep. that into the On Deck TV Hip Hop Hall of Fame. Uh, we just think that it's right. It's only right as far as the style of our show and, and what we appreciate as hip hop fans. Uh, he was a, uh, a perfect example of that, in my opinion. I won't speak for you, but he 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 was an exemplary figure in, in what I look for when I look for a rapper. So 100% felt like we needed to do the victory lap as well this year. Yep, the honorary, um, like you said, posthumous inductee will be the Victory Lap album. I have no arguments against that. I thought the album was a classic. Uh, it just everything surrounding it, the title, the concept, the whole nine, man. It, 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 the the way that it, how long it took to even get to us, it was worth the wait. And it, it, I'll be listening to that. 20 years from now. You I'm know what I'm saying? Blue Laces too every day. You see what I'm since saying? Nip is that every day. It's so it's that that's the honorary inductee with all due respect to these five that we're about to get Absolutely. into. Absolutely. So how you want to do this? Back and forth? Or how you yeah. want to do it? You want to we back and forth like red and meth. Just kick off one. Um whichever okay. one you, you feel like speaking on first mm-hmm. and uh why you felt the need to vote it in second ballot, why it's worthy. All right, well, I'll start with, drumroll please, Nas, Illmatic, <laughs> 1994. Okay. Now, I get a lot of heat in the streets from people who think I don't like Nas. You don't. So I, I definitely like Nas. I appreciate his career. There needs to be a, uh, a villain to Jay-Z. So, I mean, I appreciated him for what he was. Uh, which was a great, great artist. And I don't want to take anything away from him. I double back, listened to this Illmatic recently. Okay. I get it why people 
appreciate the album the way they do. And I tell you what made me come around to that is the lack of what you get from Illmatic now. Like there's no new rapper that came out with an album like that, like that, mm. that, that descriptive. Like nowadays, not knocking, like hip hop has matured a lot. So you have a lot of different styles, but you don't have a kid that comes out and does what he did on this album as far as how he's rapping, setting the tone for the next 20 years about how people will be rapping. It's just now recently the cadences and flows and how people have attacked 16s changed like yeah. that, that recently changed and i think nas ushered in the style of rap that's prior to the one that we hear now the one that we grew up on nas ushered in that style and he ushered it in with this album you know what a under well, first of all i agree a thousand percent um him at his age putting out this type of work uh, we just got through talking about a young 16-year-old kid that made a project that you said was actually, you know, better than you expected. Absolutely. Imagine a young boy putting out something like this at that time um, in 94 when rap was just kind of phasing out of a particular style of music. And this was a little bit more, quote unquote, modern. Um, the pictures that he's painting on here are they're graphic to this day. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, you can still see them. He is rapping his whole entire ass off and an underrated aspect of this album. In my opinion is the album cover. Um, how many times have you seen, you know, the young picture of the artist on the, you know, on front of an album cover now? Cause the big, Impactful. Uh, big that's what I'm saying. Big Impactful. joint came out in 95. Mm. I want to say ready to die came out in 94, September of 94. Illmatic came out a little bit earlier than that. It came out in April of 94. So when you look at that kid, you know, take a take my seven-year-old picture and put it on the album cover, you can thank Nas Illmatic for that. Um, so that's it's been it's been parodied a hundred thousand times, it's been copied. So I, in my opinion, I know the album is fire. We've talked about it on the show before. It's probably like a landmark album in terms of East Coast hip hop. We already know that. I think the album cover is amazing as well. And and you know, like people, we fuck with a lot of people because we didn't, I wasn't listening to this in 94 when it came out. Right. I didn't get on this until, I didn't get on Nas until probably I am, like really on Nas, like knowing the words and I'm going to go get that day of shit until I am. So I had to double back and listen to this. And by then it was six, seven, eight years old. So it didn't hit quite the same, but I understand the impact though. And you ask anybody that was around that time of age, they'll tell you what type of, smash it was what are some of your if you had to pick a song did you have one in mind yeah new york state of mind that shit is hard bro like that like and even just that phrase you know what i'm saying like again that that has lasted the test of time that that's a phrase in pop culture when you say you know what i'm saying you got new york York state of mind game used it it's it's a fire song man of course life's a bitch with az too I like AZ washes. First of all, AZ wash Nas on every project that he's Whoa. on. Yes, absolutely. I'm just letting y'all guys know, man. Every time, go listen to every AZ feature he get out on Nas. Just letting you know. Halftime. I like Halftime. Okay. Halftime is banging and Memory Lane that's sitting in the park. I like those two. Those are like Yo. two of my favorites in my re-listen where I'm like, okay, I, I get it. I fuck with it. Nah, the album, the album is classic, oh, man. God. I'm not going to lie. Um, next up, I guess I will take... I will, we'll keep it in the 90s. I'm, gonna go, I'm going 96, uh, Notorious B.I.G. Life After Death. Um, listen, double disc. We had a double disc in the first ballot with All Eyes on Me. I personally think that this is the better of the two. I think this is the best double disc of all time. Um, hip-hop. This shit is fucking fire. It's like even, better than All Eyes on Me. What? I think All Eyes on Me had a bigger impact, but I think this is a better album for, for me personally. I'm not going to argue nobody down like, nigga, where you think? No, I get it. I prefer that. If I had to choose one, give me this. Right. Um, like, first of all, him passing away two, three weeks prior to this and then the album coming out being called Life After Death, the eeriness surrounding all of that. It came out on March 25th. That's my mom's birthday and the day before mine. Shout out to Mom Dukes. Nice. I, I remember buying this album in the thick ass double CD case that it came in and running this through. And I promise you, through an hour and 20 minutes of music, bro, it's probably two songs I don't like. And the rap, like Biggie bars today, 
Like if you, if you it's better than a lot of nigga shit today. Uh, man, listen. It, if okay, if you just weren't into hip hop right now, and somebody came out and just only rapped Biggie lyrics, <laughs> but you didn't know that they you were somebody else's lyrics, you think that nigga was cold? You'd be like that. If the Red Veil nigga came out <laughs> and only rapped Biggie right. lyrics to his sixteen-year-old friends, they'd be like, shit. This nigga's amazing. Biggie is amazing. This album never gets old. Um, it didn't it had the numbers to go with it. it just the whole nine, bro. Like it, the album is amazing, dog. Front to back, a double CD. It doesn't get old. I don't know if I like disc one or disc two more. It, I go back and forth every time I listen to it. This is a fucking classic album. Biggie. This is um. This album was like a movie. Like this, this life out the death shit, even the, the cover, like this shit was like a mafia fucking movie and it was different. It was new when it came out, like Puff, like life after death is, is just like, I mean, I, I was dismissive of it when you just said the all eyes on me because they're right there together. Like they, you, yeah, you can't argue one down over the other. That's Big fair. is just rapping so much better on his Pox impact is bigger. May have bigger songs, but big is just rapping. Even a single like hypnotized is running this back. <laughs> How that mother come in and like he just like niggas wasn't rapping like that on singles. Like <laughs> what big was like? Come on, like the the, yep. the single with uh, the the late great R Kelly. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Saying. Like all of that, career. man. Like he like big is killing shit on here. So yeah, it's from a rapping standpoint. It's one of the best albums. I do agree with you there. Like. It, can't I can make could have been first ballot. That's true. 100%. Like it's I, from I, I a, wouldn't have been mad. A, a you, rapping standpoint. You can swap it out. The singles, more money, more problems. Like even that, which is a single single. Hypnotize is a single single. This is what That's Puff was here one. for. Was spitting. He was ripping that shit. Big, big budget video, super dope video. More money, more problems. It came out after he passed, was a single single. And then just like classic joints, bro. Ten Crack Commandments. Mm. Going back to Cali. Like, I even like Player Hater. That's the song that n- n- niggas don't like. I fucks with that Shine shit heavy. That's that shit one, is absolutely. heavy. You're nobody till somebody kills you. Like, him rapping. Man, bro. My, it's, I think, it's, uh, it's nuts. Kicking the Door is probably my favorite song on there. The story, mm. him telling the story. Today's Agenda, Got the Jacket, Agenda, <laughs> Tell him Blanco sent you. Man, he was Every time I listen to that story, like I hadn't heard it before. Like he's fucking that up. That's a fact. I, I like, before we go on to the next one, I was a Bone fan. Mm-hmm. And oh. so to hear him rap with Bone, flip his style up to, to somewhat mimic theirs, and just be bodying it though. <laughs> like, I, I think bro. I heard Lassie say he worked on that verse for like a, a day. Yeah, he, he left Big the studio and came back. He said Big usually didn't do that. Yep. Big usually just get to you all right there. He said he had to leave on that. But I yep. you respect that. That's dope. Sky's the limit, probably my favorite song though. Mm, that's been, yeah, Love that's that a good one. Uh, Love yeah, that 100%. song. 100. All right, next? so we got two down. Yep. The next one, I'll take the honor of doing. My guy, I remember you and I were working at Kroger bagging groceries when this CD came out. And my guy, Mike, guy Mike came. He had all the cash money, CD early. This nigga was anti no limit. Only nigga I ever knew that was anti no limit. Nigga fucked with just cash money. Y'all ain't heard this 400 degrees. What is this shit, man? Like, what? Who? Juvenile. (laughs) The nigga that did the huh? That yeah. nigga, that that video, no, I'm good. I remember that still today. I remember that because I remember once I listened to it, I would have bought it with my little check that day. <laughs> Come on with that juvenile. I bought two copies, one for me, one for my cousin. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of my. This is a nostalgia thing to it, as far as people the, the put the the fight back that I got on it when when I was asking people about the Hall of Fame albums. They feel like this is just a Southern classic, and I disagree. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that. Like, you got yep. Jay-Z on the remix for Han. Yep. Like, niggas, was, that Han was all across the country just because it was so different, but it was still, yep. it was so New Orleans. Like, I want to know who the genius was. That's one story that I would love to hear Juvenile tell. Like, who idea was it to do the Han? Like, who, mm-hmm. like, I, I want to know who was like, hey, bro, after every line, at every bar, just say Han. Because yeah. that's if you think about it, it, that that simple thing, I think that put cash money over the top. 
Yeah. That gave baby 30 years of what he has now. Like a nigga was like, cause I remember when people were talking about that song and I was just missing for the reason I didn't get the album when it came out. Cause I was like a nigga saying huh after every bar, like that's stupid. And you listen different. to it, it's like, it's okay. It ain't bad as I thought it would be, but I'm not buying this album. Mm-hmm. And then you buy the album, you're like, okay, this nigga juvenile is cold, even though you knew that from the high boys. But I remember specifically when this album came out and my reaction to it. What about you? Yeah, this was a big Reese. deal, huge deal down South. Um, but for all accounts though, like you said, it was a little more nationwide than some people want to give it credit for. I think back to the Manny Fresh and Scott Storch battle and he played something off of here and it kind of got mixed reviews in the, in the IG chat and whatnot. But I fuck all that, man. Like this, the album's a classic. Yeah. Back that ass up is come on. bro. National anthem. That's a fact. And that's across all races and countries and everything. All 50 States everywhere. So uh, this, I, I remember this was late 98. This was the album that basically kicked off the beginning of the end for No Limit yeah, in terms of reigning the absolutely. South. Absolutely. Because they, um, man, Pete didn't have nothing for this. Nah. That 504 was, Boys, Silk, nah, like you ain't nah, got nothing for what nah. this 400 degrees wave that was coming. Yeah, was these bandanas and all these these Rolex watches and the riding yeah. the Hummers. Pete nope. had nothing for it. He tried to emulate it. He made his own Hot Boys. He did. Hurt me. He did. That hurt me. You listen, <laughs> hurt me. It took me forever to 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 warm over to the cash money wave. Now I didn't want to. Yeah. You had to drag me kicking and screaming from the no yeah. limit side. He was hating. But this I was. But this album it ended up doing six six times platinum, which is ridiculous. It's got to be the highest selling uh, cash money album to my knowledge. I believe so. Uh, don't nobody quote me Not on that. No Wayne albums, right? No, I, I think it sold more than Wayne shit, bro. I don't believe oh, with that, that quarter three. Yeah, like quarter three or quarter four. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. But still, six million is nothing to sneeze at. Um, this album is fire. If I had to pick um, a, a, a dope joint, records. yeah, that's nuts. Uh, I really like "Gonna Ride with Me." Uh, my nine is gonna ride with me. That shit's super so tough. Pick up does fly with me. Uh, and then rich niggas, of course. Um, that's a classic. Oh, that was if you was in Teen Night, man. You went to the club. Like you, you heard a lot of this album in the club. Uh, this Facts. takes me back. What, what um, about you? What's your favorite joints on here besides back? That if I had to pick some off of here. Um, definitely going with four hundred degrees. The title track. Fire. He is. He's. Bitten on that. You see me, I eat, sleep, shit, and talk rap. And the prelude to that, the cash money concert, you nigga stepping on my shoes. How much to get in? 20 fucking yen. 20 yen. <laughs> nigga, you ain't got no money. Tell that nigga to move. Like that, that's one of my favorite skits, period. Uh that 400 degrees, run for with Lil Wayne, the how remix. I like that with the hot boys and then the hot remix with Jay. Like oh. they did the remix right the both ways. I'm one of the few people I like Jay verse on there. Yeah, that do be all, that, that took me a second to get to get used to that verse. Though. I ain't gonna yeah. lie, it was just some look cool at first. Yeah, it's mid, but I it was some it, look cool. It was a big deal to have Jay Z on the juvenile right? Yeah, so for I sure. Liked it. Yeah. So, yeah, Jay Jay kept his ear to the South Streets. He's jumped on plenty of Southern shit that a lot of people don't really remember or realize. He was on Silk oh, album. He was on Silk album. Yeah, <laughs> I listened to that the other day. Yep. The verse was some mid. It was. He Jay wasn't was really giving them niggas that mid pack, boy. <laughs> what do you say on that juvie? I got big guns that go brat, brat. <laughs> Where your niggas at? <laughs> Where your niggas at? <laughs> Get that shit out of here. You scorching everybody else's shit, nigga. You sending me this mid. Real quick, though, this was basically, this was what did for Cash Money uh, to what kind of ghetto D did for No Limit would make them say, uh. Like that kind of put No Limit on the map and they had their run off of the wave of that cash money had their run off of the wave of this. And then they kind of dipped off a little bit and then they discovered Drake and Wayne relearned how to rap and then the rest is history. But this, this kind of kicked shit off for sure. Overrated, underrated, properly rated juvenile go. He's properly rated. He's got more than one good album and you could argue this is a classic. So he's got a classic album. G Cole was banging soldier eggs before this was, was a good album. So now he's properly rated. He's right there, right where he need to be. Yeah, he'll be. What we got um, next? Next up, I'm going to take it back up top to NY. We're going to go to 
2003. We might as well, since we're going in <laughs> chronological order Seems like. uh, for the time. February 6, 2003, man, a kid named 50 Cent dropped his debut album Ooh. on Aftermath, Shady Records, Get Rich or Die Trying. Now, I'm going to ask where you were in just a second in terms of fucking with 50 or not. I know a lot of people heard in the club, if you go a little bit before that, a lot of people heard Wankster and got put on with that. For me, I remember the How to Rob came out. And I thought that was interesting. That was on the, um, uh, you ain't no cop, Jay Reed. I just watched that movie too. Um, In Too Deep. deep. It was on In Too Deep soundtrack. Um, And I was like, damn, what is that? So I, and I was looking for the album, but I couldn't find it because he got shot and they ended up shelving it. But shout out to the mom and pop mixtape stores. I went to the one right there on Jefferson Street. I think it was Platinum Bound. I went to Platinum Bound Records and they had his, album that was supposed to come out power of a dollar i listened yeah, to I that i bought that listened to that and i thought he had potential it was it had some bangers on it like a ghetto quran and stuff like that and so i was looking forward when he signed to dre i was like oh, okay this is gonna be kind of dope so i was i had high expectations i didn't expect this though um j- just out the gate how it come on like it just the literally the first 10 seconds i'm like oh shit like this nigga is he is not bullshitting. He didn't come to play. Um it, the album is a classic. You could argue it was downhill from there and he didn't never really kind of live up to this album. You could argue or at least at least his um his career traje- trajectory kind of fell off a little faster than you would have probably expected, but um going mm-hmm. 9 10 times. Yeah, I think it did cuz after mm-hmm. cuz by Curtis it was a rap. That's his third album. You would have thought he would have been eight, nine deep. But you had you know like a soundtrack. You had the, the Get Rich or Die Trying soundtrack. You had the G Unit album. The G Unit wave was it, it was a strong wave, but it just didn't last long. Most of yeah, those cats yeah. had one fire album, and that was it. Most of them. Um, so, yeah, but this is a classic album. I could you could argue this should be first ballad. If I were to switch out TM One on One with something, it may be this. No, absolutely not. It's this that I, no, I can't give you that. But easy. To uh, speaking of Nashville, you know, and platinum bound records, I remember. Shout out my guy Larry Carter. He yep, was sir. early on Fifty Cent man. That nigga, he brought me a burnt CD with this shit on there, and I, I went fucking with it. When, when the last time you heard burnt CD though? <laughs> yeah, right. When the last time nigga you had, had to use that in the sentence? Had, all it had work. All it had wrote on that was Fifty Cent. That's all it had wrote on there. So I remember. And the reason I said shout out to Nashville is used to be this club called The Outer Limits. Mm. So again, Larry gave me the CD on a Sunday before the club popped. We used to play basketball and I listened on the way home. I listened to it, getting ready to go out to the club. I'm like, this ain't it, little Larry. I don't know mm. what you're talking about. We got in The Outer Limits. They played that It's Your Birthday six times in a row. First yeah. time I'd ever heard that happen in Nashville. I don't know who that DJ was, but he ran that motherfucker back six times. And I, when I tell you, when I left out of there the next day, what I was listening to was that burnt CD with 50 Cent rolled on there. Like, that's one of those things. Like, when you're having fun and, and you, I missed it. I missed it on the first listen, second listen, when I wasn't in a surrounding place to, for you to take it in. Because some places, you got to take music in with people and, and you got to get it Facts. like that. And that album is like that. And then, like you said, once I got the, because Wang still had been on uh, 106 and Park before yeah. this came out. So, you know, I got that part of it. I wasn't a big 50 fan. And then, like I said, I had the album early. But once I seen what In the Club did in the club, oh, yeah. you would be an idiot not to fuck with it. Like I said, six times in a row they ran that song back. Yeah, this was so a I, I definitely remember when that came out and, and, and being converted into, okay, I'll fuck with this heavy. And this- it's that type of album, too. This this album was a moment. This was the pinnacle of G Unit. This again started off a wave, you know, a tidal wave that Yayo ate off of, Buck ate off of, Banks ate off of, Reebok ate off of, fucking uh, all of this G-Unit shit. Clothing, the G Unit niggas was walking around with vest, bulletproof vest T-shirts. Niggas was really doing saying? that, man. Shit was Bro. nasty. This this album and we've we went into detail about this album before. We did a yeah. top 
uh, debut albums episode uh, several years ago. And of course, this this got mentioned. So Thanks. if you've been listening for a while, you already know how we feel about this. I patiently wait and I can listen to that tomorrow. Uh, many men, many I can men. listen to that and tomorrow. Many men still hit like it came out yesterday. It's still amazing. <laughs> I remember we went to um, we went to the Locks show down here in Atlanta. Out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fifty came out out of nowhere. Nobody had any clue that he was there, mm-hmm. and he came out to that "What up?" and it came on so Smoked hard. It. Smoked I'm, it in there, nigga. It, it sounded so good. It sounded so good in like a show environment because I've never seen yeah, it be in Exactly. That's, that's it. That's I mean, how I was in the club. They're like, uh, it's yep. your birthday. It might have been somebody's birthday. And I was like, okay, okay, I, I get it. I got yep. it. Uh, how the time for me? That's that one. Oh my God. That nigga was ripping that. People be forgetting fit to be having some bars sometime, man. That nigga <laughs> ripping that too. He, be, he was ripping shit on his first CD and on uh, Massacre. After that, I ain't got nothing to tell you. I don't know nothing Man, about it. Was he, he ripping? He was ripping shit. He was ripping shit. Mm-hmm. How the time he ripping? Easy. That's the shit. I, it, there's not a. I'm trying to think of when I get to a song that I'm like, nah, that's some slob. Maybe like nine or like. Don't do buck like that. That's blood. Yeah, no, I like that song too. Yeah, maybe maybe the like my style with yeah yo. I think that might be the one I don't like. Yeah, like my style might be the first bad song. And that's the one. He right back on their head. <laughs> That's what I'm right saying. Right back on their head with Polar Rich, 21 questions. Don't, don't push me. me. Gotta make it to heaven. Wankster. <laughs> Nigga said that don't hold up. I was talking to Jay Hope. He tried to tell me that didn't hold up. Man, what didn't hold up? The album? This, this album. Yeah. What? He said, if you double back on this, it don't hold up. I said, I don't know what, what Get Rich or Die Trying you're listening to, but it definitely holds up. This nigga trip. This and the soundtrack hold up, nigga. Fuck you talking I to about that soundtrack in a long time. Soundtrack banging. I had to back on that. <laughs> and movie some slaw. Yeah, movie some slaw. I had to back on that. Um, you just left me movie? with this one, huh? You left nah, me with to. this one. You Absolutely. just avoided it. Yeah, I, this should have been the first one you went with, but no, it shouldn't. Have. Another story. Story time with Spike Lee again. Okay. I remember before this one came out. You had your Dodge Intrepid. Dodge I don't know. Game. This might have been on a mix, a burnt mix CD. Okay. It had that slow jams on there. Mm. We ran that slow jams back, no homo. Your pause. About at least 20 times. Just because of how dope the beat was, the Luther. We had the Luther Vandross sample from it. Like it was, yeah, Blueprint it came out. Yeah, Kanye did some work on the Dynasty, but. This shit was different. That slow jams was like just adding the Jamie Foxx shit in there. I'm talking about that verse. Yeah. And then Twister coming murdering it. Like that was just new. That shit was different. And I specifically remember, like I said, listening to that song about 20 times in a row. Yeah. And that led to College Dropout and us getting one of the best albums in hip hop history, especially another debut. Like you said, yeah. um, this guy's no longer with us. <laughs> I wish. I wish that he were still around to make music like this, man. But he just doesn't do that anymore. Uh, we're talking about Kanye West and College Dropout. Man, this album is still amazing. Yeah. And and I don't even know if this... Well, actually, I know it's not. It's not his best album at all. Like no, Kanye West has better albums musically. Quality-wise, yeah. Yeah, but what this did, giving other people an opportunity that wasn't just gangsters... Giving niggas an opportunity that didn't sell drugs, cause that was heavy when he came out. Yeah, you had to be a Dipset nigga or a Jeezy nigga or Ross, like, like that's what it was. Like Kanye West, and I just I'm not trying to be funny. He was a nigga that could walk in the room and get punched in the mouth, but people still <laughs> like, like, and he don't take no, he don't lose any clout for it, cause the nigga would be like, man, why are you hitting Kanye, bro? Like you hit Kanye? Come on, I know he's annoying him, but bro, you just gotta look over him. And that was the first time that a nigga like that was able to have a voice in hip hop. And he took it and we seen what he's done with it uh, to this date. Like I cannot like what he's done uh, from a personal standpoint, but I can't deny his impact and what he's done as an artist, what he's done as a businessman. And that started with a nigga in a pink polo and a backpack mm-hmm. telling people that he could rap when they didn't want to hear it. him pushing that shit, pushing that shit because he felt like he could do that shit. And that's 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 hip hop right there. That's that's the story of hip hop uh, making your way when motherfuckers don't want to give you away. So I respect the hell out of him, and that's what this album, College Dropout, says to me. Yeah, man, two thousand and four, early two thousand and four, 
did when people say I miss the old Kanye, this is what they're talking about. This is it right here. Um, yeah, this is it. All of the chip, the chipmunk soul production, the sped up pitch shifted samples. And uh, this is what they're talking about. Um, the features on here were fire. The album is straight through. We listened to that slow jams pause forever in a day. Like it, it was so different though, bro. Like it was just different, bro. It, it, Twister was weaving in and out of that shit. I, I, I'm not even just the biggest fan of Twister like that, but he weaving in and out of the beat. Kanye doing his thing, kind of harmonizing a little bit on it, and it, it just it was well put together. The, this is even where the hook, like she was all of Marvin it. Gaye. He so killed it, man. Draws like what? He killed it. He man. killed it. This is where Kanye has the cheat code being a rapper and a producer because he's able to put these joints together and just in, in a way, uh, just a regular rapper wouldn't be able to do. They just wouldn't be able to do it. So this is the one that kicked the door in for him. That's why it's considered a classic. That's why we have it in the Hall of Fame. Before albums, maybe like uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, what people could argue is better, or maybe an, an album like Graduation, which is more of my favorite but you don't get any of that shit <laughs> without this. Now with this. So Absolutely. It, it, this, bro, it's a classic. You know, again, yeah. we talked about this on our, on our debut albums episode. It's just, there, there's nothing really too much you can say, man. It was critically acclaimed. People fucked with it. Everybody, like, come on, all falls down, bro. Like, through the wire. Mm. Come on, with the Shaka Khan sound? Like, this shit is yeah. crazy. Shit is nuts, And that's the bro. thing, now that we've wrapped uh, what five it is, that's the thing about the Hall of Fame albums when, you know, I was getting, putting some flyers out there about what people thought about. It's it's the feeling of, it ain't necessarily just that music. Each of these albums, you and I had stories for yep. how it made us feel when it came out. Even though we weren't heavy on Nas when it came out, we right. felt the impact of it. We right. felt the impact of niggas like Mac with No Limit that were rapping like this now. You know, like it, it, the, the, the impact of all of these albums, on top of how they sounded and the nostalgia of them, it, that kind of gives you an idea of how we came up with these five for people wondering what the criteria is, because I know we'll get that question. Sure. Uh, but th that that's sort of what it is. It's not a uh, an exact science that we're using the basis. It is a field thing that we're using here uh, with some science added into it as far as, you know, uh, metrics. Uh, but most of these albums made you feel a certain way, and that's what, you know, rap is. Now they had impact, critical acclaim, um, the culture acclaim. These are cultural Universe. classics. Mm -hmm. These aren't my favorite five. These aren't your mm -hmm. favorite five. These are universally yeah. recognized as they have cultural. To be respected as a classic. Right? They have to. Shout out to my guy day. Mike Jones. I said this on the last episode. There's mm -hmm. three classics. There's cult. There's three levels to classics. There's the cultural mm -hmm. classic recognized by everybody. Mm -hmm. There's the regional classic. Down South Classic, West Coast Classic. They're classics in their region. And then there's your personal favorite classic albums, ones that you may write, rock with or resonated with you, but the rest of the world may be sleep on. Right. So there's levels to this classic shit. All of these are recognized culturally. If you don't think so, you were living under a rock and you need to get out from under that shit and get hip. Um, these are all fire. Let us know what y'all think. What did we miss? What shouldn't be here? If you are new, make sure you check out the throwback episode from 2018. We'll post that in the feed a little bit later this week after y'all get this one. Um, IG, at On TV Podcast, and Facebook. It's the rap chat. That's the name of the group. Now, we got some wins and some losses, man. We definitely have some wins. Ain't a lot of L's out there this week. Trying to keep it positive, Ooh. I guess. All right. <laughs> first and foremost, we got a W to Jay-Z and Will Smith for their Emmett Till miniseries coming to ABC. How do you feel about that? Man, that's dope. People always talk about why, like, two A-listers don't get together and collab on shit. So it's good to see two household names like Jay-Z and Will Smith getting together, collaborating to make something happen, a story that needs to be told. And I think this is going to be centered around his relatives, if I'm not mistaken, not necessarily him. It's going to be a little bit of a different uh, take on it, you know what I'm saying, but still informative. I'm here for it. Yeah, that's a good look for them two to be working together. I don't necessarily know that I want to see Emmett Till series. Like, I get the story does need to be told. You're right. Um, shout out to Lovecraft. They showed, uh, had a, a reference of Emmett Till in there. Like it was a, a kid and there was, was supposed to be Emmett Till and they were telling him he wasn't going to enjoy his trip down south. 
Going it's like a little premonition. Yeah, tough. Yeah, tough. But yeah, oh. dope. Tough. Now, a W also to hip-hop artists in Tulsa. Mm. The Rolling Stone had an article about them. They had a Juneteenth concert plan where they were going to put the proceeds to give back to the community and tell the story about Black Wall Street and how it affected Oklahoma. That had to be pushed back past Juneteenth due to COVID. Uh, but they did get it in, and they were out there putting down for Tulsa and letting people know about Black Wall Street. Man, shout out to Tulsa. I saw a Dateline or some 2020 special Mm -hmm. on Black Wall Street, and it made me want to read every book that's ever been made about it. I was like, yo, it was dumb interesting. I'm not super versed in um, everything that happened. I get the general story, but I don't know the details. That shit made me want to look into it. So shout out to Tulsa hip-hop artists, man. I might check some of them out, man. Absolutely. And lastly, a W to your man, Dwayne Carter. He released No Ceilings again on all streaming platforms uh, this time. And he is set to do 24 to 27,000 in this week since he's released it, which is going to put him on the Billboard 200 charts. Shout out to Wayne, man. Residuals. Shout out to um, No Ceilings, the last classic Wayne mixtape. Um, it's missing some songs though. It's missing like six or seven bangers too. You probably couldn't get them clear, right? Yeah, because he's on um Death of Auto Tune. That's not on that didn't make it. And um, it was another J song. Oh, Jay Run This Town. Man. Run this town. That's, that ain't on there. Um he got the song. Like Jay laughed when he called trying to get that. Oh, yeah, nah, he shut that he shut that down real quick. Um the song with Birdman. Like that mixtape is Fire though, like that was in 2009. I want to say that was the last great Wayne. Nah, it was time. after 09, wasn't it? It was really? after we moved down here. Yeah, I think it was 11. Damn, it had really? To be like, I think it was a year after we moved down here, if I'm not mistaken. Shit, I, I, I don't know, but that album is crazy. I mean, that mixtape was crazy though. Um, and that was 09, October 31st, 2009. Really? Yep, maybe I'm thinking about No Ceilings too. Yeah, that was some look cool. That was some look cool. Me, Pat. This mixtape is fire. It, this holds up today, by the way. Um, it's just still bangs. Um, I'm single? Like, come on now. Shit, fire. Wow. Um, on Decker of the Week. Who we have an On Decker of the Week, man. Let's go to Twitter. Shout out to um, at OUD1890. Um, he says, shout out to Spike Lou and Animal Brown. On Deck TV is my favorite podcast. Wishing these two nothing but success. Success. Uh, respect to you guys. The podcast has helped right me out in more ways than one. Um, so appreciate that, big dog. Um, AC at OUD1890. We appreciate the support and uh, the kind words, big dog. Yeah, right back at you. Much success to you out there, man. Whatever you have going on, we fully support it. Uh, as long as above the board. Uh, what you putting us on this week? Uh, you touched on it, and I said that Pause. we talked about this last week. Um, was the Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Um, I finally watched it. I can go ahead and stamp it. I watched the first episode. It was fire. If you haven't watched it, it's on HBO. Go check it out. Produced by Jordan Peele. Y'all know he got the Midas Touch right now. Uh, I'm really feeling the vibe of it. It's like a horror, sci-fi uh, type joint, but it's, it's based in what, the 50s, 60s? Yeah, like the uh, I'm 50s. I'm feeling it. I, that first episode was very intriguing, caught my attention. It's taking everything in me not to, not to run both of those episodes back, but I had some shit to do. Um, so I'm looking forward to where this is going to go. We can go ahead and stamp this. It's fire. I haven't watched episode three yet. I just read that what I told y'all about. So I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that tonight after the game. Mm. Uh, but shout out to Misha Green as well. She's the showrunner for this show. Uh, I think it's kind of her idea. Uh, so shout out to her putting everything together for this. Uh, I enjoy this, man. This is a dope-ass show. I love seeing black people in this role. Yeah. I 100% like seeing black people in the sci-fi role and not having to. It's good not seeing just one black people in, in, in types of work like this. My put on is a TV show as well. Okay. Big bro Bird going to be happy about this, man. I finished the first season of Yellowstone. So I'm like Kevin Costner. It's on the Paramount Network. I've watched it on Peacock app. I ain't gonna lie, man. I want to go buy me a cowboy hat. 
I've been watching this, man. They some badass cowboys, man. I've been pricing them. Like, I, I was like, on the sixth episode, I was like, man, I'm giving me a cowboy hat. And y'all may see me rocking cowboy hat, getting getting off in it, in a dope fit. But man, this shit made me want to go buy a cowboy. Hat. That's some good. It's some good television, man. I like TV shows where you get kind of into the world or where they exist in it. Like they, this is set in Montana on a ranch in Montana, and this okay. big dog Kevin Costner played this big dog billionaire trying to keep his ranch. And it's it's good, man. It's really good. Uh, so I would suggest you guys you can binge the first two seasons. On Peacock, I'm not sure what I find. First three, three, yeah, no, first three, three on, on really. No, the second oh. on there. Yeah, the third season you got to pay for. I believe on Apple TV, it's one of those deals. Mm. You know how they'll do it? They'll run that third season like they did with Better Call Saul. I was telling you, gotcha. you couldn't find it nowhere. It was on Netflix, but then that last season wasn't on Netflix. I think, uh, um, I think Xfinity has it on demand, though. I, if oh, I'm okay, not mistaken. So I'm gonna hurry up and do that before I cancel yeah. my cable. <laughs> Definitely cutting the cord this week. I got the fire stick on the way for football season. I can respect and accept that, man. I'm gonna check that, that out too, man. Um, that should be yeah. good, man. You're gonna have your cowboy hat, I promise you. Absolutely not. I may move to Montana, but I ain't wearing no cowboy hat. Though. cowboy hat. Something I learned from that show Montana had the highest rate of wealth per capita. Did you know that? Over LA and New York. It's crazy. Uh, I can see that. It was some oil or some shit up there or something. What billionaires go to play? He said, "Yeah, oil. Gotcha. They do have oil there. Big ass cattle ranches and shit. And there ain't a lot of people there. No, most of the people don't got money. That's true. Yeah, I'm headed there, man. Um, man, listen, guys. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Don't forget, check out that Hall of Fame albums first ballot episode on the feed coming soon. Patreon.com/slash/realville. September is here. We will be having big changes coming this month." Big additions to Patreon, new content for your head top, man. I, I'm excited for y'all to hear this. Um, what else, man? Anything else before we get out of here? That's it, man. We definitely appreciate you guys. Go to the YouTube channel on Deck TV. Excuse me, Realville at the YouTube channel and make sure that you subscribe. We want to get to over a thousand subscribers. You guys help us out with that, man. Once we get there, we have some giveaways and things going on with that. So just go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check us out on Patreon. We appreciate your support. Let's get it. Hollow.